right behind me. Luke 19, 1 through 4. Here's what it reads. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, <clears throat> there was a certain man named Zacchaeus. Again, there's that, 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 that E-S word again. He's the son of something. Named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Somebody shout, he was rich. He was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. From these four scriptures and some more we'll read, we take our thought for this morning, and I won't be before you long, and that's what the preacher always say before he's up for an hour, but it is my intention not to be that long today, because I want you to come back next week. Our thought for this morning is this. Somebody say shortcomings. shortcomings. Come on, shout back at me. Shout shortcomings. shortcomings. So this morning, I'm going to talk to you about shortcomings. This, 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 this passage of scripture starts off again in Luke 19, and it says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. What's important about this time and the framing of this moment is this thought here that you have got to understand. Because when you understand the urgency of the moment, it helps you to understand why Jesus did what he did as quickly as he did. This is Jesus entering into Jericho. Jericho, according to history, is an oasis city. And it's a border town. Are y'all still with me? This, this border town was a lucrative hub for agriculture and commerce. And as a result, became a key city for Roman uh, citizens and citizenship and things alike. So this place called Jericho was a hub, was an intersection of activity. If you remember two weeks ago, when we talked about, talked about blind Bartimaeus, he was sitting on the road that led into Jericho. Why? Because he knew if I'm sitting here in this place, I am more likely to encounter well-to-do and rich people because this is the, the thoroughfare or the street that enters into this major hub of activity. If you want to buy something, you had to go to Jericho. If you want to trade, you had to go to Jericho. If you wanted to be known, you had to go to Jericho. Anybody that was anybody went to Jericho. Late at night, if you up with your boo and you try to figure out what to do, your God will say, hey, let's go to Jericho. If you're with your family on the weekend and y'all don't know where to go, you may say, hey, let's go to Jericho because they got buggy rides and all types of stuff that we can do because the hub, the center of activity was in Jericho. Yes, sir. Are y'all here? So this is where they were headed. I, I need you to see how big of a place this was, how much bustling activity it was. It was people coming and going and moving. This was Jericho. And according to scripture, it says, Then Jesus entered and passed 
through Jericho. Jesus was familiar with Jericho and he had been there a couple of times. But on this occasion, in the 19th chapter, this is the last time that Jesus was going to enter through Jericho. Because just a few chapters later, we begin the process of Jesus being betrayed and Jesus being crucified and him dying for our sins. This was his one of the last uh, opportunities for him to have an encounter with people that were not his disciples. It was one of his last opportunities to be able to teach a lesson. Are y'all still here? It was one of his last opportunities to be able to mess with the religion of religious folk. It was one of his last opportunities to be able to make a point of what the kingdom was about because he said, I want you to pray that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus was saying, I'm not here to help you feel comfortable about your politicking. I'm not here to help you feel comfortable about your religious entities. I'm not here for you to feel comfortable about your racism. I'm not here to help you feel comfortable about your classism, but I am the representative of the living God who has come to earth to bring the kingdom, and I gotta shake things up. So this was the last opportunity that Jesus had to mess with their religion. Are you still with me? Jesus entered, that's what it says, and passed through Jericho. Next scripture. Are y'all still with me? Now behold. Now that we understand what's happening. Now that we understand how important it is. Let us now introduce the next character in our story. It says now behold there was a man named Zacchaeus. It was important enough to name his name. But in order for you to understand the depths of what it was that Jesus was getting ready to do, they had to describe to you not only Zacchaeus' name, but they had to describe to you what his job was. Because his job would help you to understand the depths of what it was that Jesus was doing. Are you still with me? This is Zacchaeus. He's not a priest. He's not a preacher. He's not a baker. He's not a cobblestone maker. He's not somebody that makes iron. He's not an ironsmith. He's not any of these things. But he is this one particular thing. Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector. Not just a tax collector. But he's chief. Are, are y'all here? He, he, he's not just the ones that, that, that sent out to collect the taxes, but he's the chief. He's the one that the tax collectors got to come back to and got to give a report of what they collected and why they didn't collect it all. He was the chief. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He, he, he was so tough that he could walk up to you and if he didn't like how you look, he can tax you on the spot. And if you didn't give him the tax that he required from you, the penalty was you would go to jail. 
He was a chief tax collector. He knew how to shake you down. Are you here? Now, 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 let me help you understand this a little bit more. Uh, Zacchaeus, you, you got to understand that Zacchaeus was a Judean. He was familiar with the Jewish people. Why? Because he was part of them. He was, he, was, he was part of the people that he was oppressing. The, the Roman government would choose people like Zacchaeus. Why? Because Zacchaeus was familiar with his kinfolk. He knew where everybody lived. He knew how many children you really had. So if you put on the census, I got two. Zacchaeus would know, no, you got four because you're the cousin of my uncle on my daddy's side. So I know how many people you got. Zacchaeus was familiar with you because he lived in the midst of you. So you can't say business wasn't good, so therefore you could pay less taxes. Zacchaeus would walk in and be like, no, nah, homie, I've been seeing you've been pushing bread out of here real strong. So I know your business is greater than what you are saying, so therefore I'm raising your tax. The Roman government chose people that were of them because they would be more exact in their tax. Are you still with me? This was a lucrative job if you were a chief tax collector. Tax collectors, some of them were barely surviving. They were kind of getting through. But you were a tax collector, not because of being a tax collector, but you were a tax collector because you were hoping one day you could be the chief tax collector. Well, know why? Because the Roman government didn't talk to the tax collectors. The Roman government talked to the chief of the tax collectors. The chief had to come in to the Roman government. The chief, y'all stay with me. I know where I'm going. The chief had to come in and talk about how much money he had gotten. And because of this position, he was paid very well by the Roman government to make sure that the money that he taxed his people, that he made it back to Rome. Are you still with me? But because you're the chief tax collector, how much money does Rome really know that you're collecting? Are you here? So he can tell the, tax, the other tax collectors, make sure you bring me this much, and then he goes to make his report. And his report, in his report, he's telling them, yeah, I made this much, but what he's really doing is skimming a little bit off the top, on top of how much they were handsomely paying him. How do I know this? Because the Bible says he wasn't just a chief tax collector, but dude was rich. How's it the chief tax collector can be rich but the rest of other tax collectors were barely making it. Because the chief tax collector was the dude. Are y'all here? Maybe it's not resonating. The chief tax collector was like the godfather of the mafia. Some of y'all got that. Uh, the, the chief tax collector was like the dude that ran the crypts and the bloods. Some of y'all run from the streets. Okay, let me see. Where, where else can I go? 
But the chief tax collector was to do. You didn't mess with him because the penalty for messing with him is that he could take your life by causing you or your children to go to jail and have to work in jail for years to work off the tax that he created. Are you still with me? This dude, Zacchaeus, was a powerful man. And because of what he was doing to his own people, his own people hated him. Are you still with me? They called tax collectors, and especially the chief tax collectors, they called them the worst sinners of all. Are you still with me? To the people, they were worse than adulterers. A chief tax collector was worse than a murderer. Are you here? Because you touched my money, man. He was worse than the worst. Nobody wanted to deal with him. Nobody wanted to fool with him. They only did with it because they had to. Jesus understood this context. He understood where he was. He understood where he was going. And he understood what was on the road. Jesus understood the, 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 the hate, the venom that people had for tax collectors. How do I know this? Because Jesus included the, 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 the verbiage of a tax collector in his Sermon in the Mount. In Matthew 5, 46, he tells them this. You can check it out if you want to. He says, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Because even the tax collectors do that. So Jesus knew how much the people loved tax collectors. Are you still with me? Come on, y'all. Are you still with me? But there was something that was starting to happen in the life of this tax collector. It's amazing to me how we who are saved have or feel like we have the ability to say who can be saved and who can't. Are you here? Oh, I I want the world saved except my baby's dad. Come on, come on, come on. He need to go to hell. I want the world saved, Jesus. I want the world saved, but but, 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 but my boss, no, 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 because he didn't treat me right. Yeah, y'all looking all sanctified. I get it. Okay, you're not saying that. I'm just, I'm gonna say it. We 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 talk about we want everybody saved, but we got it in accept. We want everybody saved except for these people here because they don't deserve it because of what they did to me because of how they treated other people. They don't deserve salvation. They shouldn't be saved. They deserve hell and an eternity without God. Let truth be told. We deserve the very same thing. But for the grace of God. But for Damascus Holy Spirit. But for God encountering us in the midst of our foolishness. We would be the same vile people that our community hates. Jesus said, I I see an opportunity. And what has begun to happen in the life of Zacchaeus, I don't know what provoked it. I don't know what promoted it. I don't know what caused it to get going. But what I do know is that the Bible says that Zacchaeus was seeking out Jesus. Maybe because of being in Jericho, he heard about all these stories. 
Maybe because of being in Jericho and taking taxes from the church and from other places, he heard about this cat named Jesus, who for the last three years and three months has been raising people from the dead. He, he, he just a few moments ago opened blinded eyes. Maybe, maybe that's what Zacchaeus heard. Because just a few scriptures earlier, which would mean just a few hours earlier, on that same road, blind Bartimaeus got his sight. And maybe word began to travel that this Jesus, that, that just gave Bartimaeus, y'all remember Bartimaeus, right? Y'all remember him? He's been blind for 30 years. Jesus just gave him his sight. Maybe that word traveled down the road and got to Zacchaeus before Jesus showed up. I don't know what happened to Zacchaeus. I don't know what word changed him. But what I do know is that he was beginning to search out the fact that he needed Jesus. You never know what it is that God may use in you to speak to somebody, to share with somebody, to encourage somebody. That'll be the very thing that helps to tip them in the direction towards seeking after God. And they had never done it before. Are y'all in here? So don't feel like your participation in humanity and your participation in the lives of other people is unimportant. It is critically important. It is because of your participation that God uses you and your story and the miracle of your life to get that word going down the road that may encounter somebody you never know. But it is your story that helps to bring change to them. How do I know this? Because the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word, word, word. Word, word, word of our testimony. Are y'all in here this morning? Y'all better give me a fellow like preaching. So something was happening to Zacchaeus. He sought to see who Jesus was. But the Bible says he couldn't, he couldn't see who Jesus was. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he couldn't see who Jesus was. Why? Because he was short. Short. Are you still with me? He, 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 was, he was short. Uh, Abigail, come here real quick. Uh, I, I'm a tall person unless uh, that's too short. You go sit down. You're too short. Uh, come, come here. Come here, young blood. Come here real quick. I think, yeah, he gonna work. This is Zacchaeus height. And he's in the midst of taller people yeah. in a crowd. Jesus is coming, but Zacchaeus can't see him because he's in the midst of a crowd with other people. Yeah. Are you here? Yes, sir. He's got a problem that he's got to try to fix because he's got an issue that, 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 that his money can't fix. That's it. Come on, now. <laughs> Are you here? His issue is he's is he's 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 short. He he's he's short. Come on, y'all. He's 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 short. He's not tall enough to be able to do what it is that he feels he needs to be able to do. He's not tall enough to see Jesus on his own. Why? Because he is short. All, all of us, whether you realize it or not, all of us. We got some shortcomings. Are you still with me? 
that no matter how tall you are in one area, you're going to come up short in another one. Uh, uh, are you still with me? You, you got some shortcomings. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Come on, y'all not saying it. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. You got some shortcomings. Come on, turn to somebody else and say, neighbor. You have some shortcomings. See, see, I want you to understand that, that no matter how tall you may feel over here, you're going to be short somewhere else. It, it is part of God's design for your life that you have to come up short somewhere. Are you still with me? Because he wants you to live a life that is dependent upon his strength, his ability, and not yours alone. Are you here? So, so, so don't think that your shortcomings is an indication that something is wrong. Your shortcomings is an indication of the area that you need God in the most. Are you here? These are the shortcomings that cause you to not be able to see Jesus. Are you here? It's, it's, in, it's in the shortcomings where you feel like you can't see him and you feel like that if you can't see him, that he must can't see you. It's in the shortcomings that we hide. It's in the shortcomings that, 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 that we find silence in the darkness. It's in the shortcomings that we don't reveal to other people. It's in the shortcomings that we think that nothing can be done about it. But I want you to know we all have shortcomings. Are you here? Zacchaeus was rich, but he was short. And it doesn't matter how much money he had, he couldn't make himself grow taller. The Bible says, what good of it, what profit does it give you to worry about something? Can worrying add one cubic stature to you? In other words, can worrying make you tall? There are going to be things in your life that are shortcomings that worrying about the shortcoming won't make you taller to address what's short in your life. So then what do we do with the shortcomings? Are you here? I, 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 I may be tall in the fact that I'm young, but I'm short in the fact that I'm stupid. Are uh, y'all here? I wish you could have youth with wisdom. Do you know how, how much richer I'd be right now if I wasn't so stupid when I was 20? Y'all got quiet. I'm just talking about me because apparently y'all was just brilliant and never made a mistake and made all the right decisions. Cool, but as for me and me, I wish I could take my 40-something version of myself now and meet my 18-year-old self and say, listen, stupid. Don't do that. Don't meet her. Don't call her back. Leave her alone. It's not a hurt, that story. Y'all got quiet. I I, I just need some transparent folk around here today. I, see, 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 no matter how tall you are in one area, you're going to be short somewhere else. Are you here? 
You, you may have the greatest health. You may be tall in health, but you're, but you're short in economic health. Are you here? You, you may be tall in that you got a car, but you're short in that you ain't got nowhere to go. Come on in here, y'all. It, 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 it doesn't matter how tall you are in one area. The, the, the height of where you are in one area is a clear indication of how short you're going to be in another. So never take your tallness in one area as an opportunity to look down upon somebody else because you want to be treated the same way that somebody's going to look at you in the area that you're short. Yeah. Are you here? If you know the Bible more than somebody else and you're tall in it, don't look down at somebody else that don't know it as well. Right, right. Because they may know something about how to pay bills on time that can help you because you're short in that. Y'all got quiet. I'll keep talking. Okay, y'all got, okay. How about this? Have you ever went to go pay a bill and, and the bill was like $100, right? $100 bill. And, and you know, $100 bill, you can do uh, a 520s. If you have 520s, you can go show 520s and they get one, two, three, four, five, 520s, got that quick $100, you good. Out the door, here's your receipt, go. But you know you don't have 100, so what you gonna do, maybe y'all did it, I did it, I just go get some fives and tens and a whole lot of ones. Y'all got quiet in here. And, and I put it all together to make it look like a, a big stack, and I put that stack down and say, oh, you ain't got to kind of just write me a receipt. You know, this was in my trifle days, my stupid days, the before cross and after cross days, y'all. Y'all, again, again, I know y'all perfect. Y'all ain't made no mistakes. Y'all ain't never had to hustle. Y'all ain't never had to grind. Everything looked perfect. You was born with a ghost school. I did it. But as for me and me, there's been some hustling, grinding, and nine days in my pants. <laughs> Put that, put that on the counter. Said, so just give me a receipt. I, I can go. And they were like, hold on, sir. Let us count this out. Oh, don't count it. Don't, <laughs> don't count it. And they go to count it. They go to count it. And at the end, they'll say, uh, sir, you're a little bit short. I hate that phrase. I don't want to be short. But there are things in your life that you cannot control. That's part of your experience. Yes. That's going to cause you to be short. Are you here? Zacchaeus, if he could pay his way out of it, he would pay his way into being not short. Are you still with me? But what I love about Zacchaeus, and it's what you have about people that have within them a, 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 a fight, a, 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 a get after it, uh, I'm not finna quit. Um, I, I'm not going to let what what shorted me be the end of my story. I, I, there's, there's a little bit more fight in me. There's, there, there, there's more in me than what you see. And Zacchaeus, even though in the midst of him being short, he couldn't see Jesus, but he started looking around and Zacchaeus saw a tree. I, I don't see Jesus, but I see a tree. I, I don't see Jesus, but I see a tool. I don't see Jesus, but I see something that can increase my sight so that I can start to have vision. Are you here? 
There, there will always be in your life something that causes you to be short. But God knew you were short. And he will always put in your path yeah. a tool yeah. to help you deal yeah. with your shortcomings. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I wish everybody who passed was here. He, he will always put something in your path that's going after him that will help you deal with the shortcoming, that will help you deal with your inability to see him, that will help you deal with the fact that you could not get to him any other way. The Bible says that he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd for he was short. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way. When the last time you've seen a rich man running towards anything? Are you still with me? Because if I'm rich, I'm going to pay somebody. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, you, you told me, lift me up. I'll give you $100. Right. Come on in here. 150 okay, 125 I'm going to have people that are around me if I got money to, to help me because it's undignified for people to see me desperate. It's, it's undignified for people to see me running. It's undignified for people to see me in a vulnerable place. But there are times in your life that no matter how tall you are in one area, your shortness in another area, your shortcoming in another area is so severe that you don't care who sees you running. You don't care who knows what your title is. You are saying to yourself, I've got to see Jesus and if I got to push past you and if I got to knock, I got to do what I got to do and I've got to get to Jesus because my shortcoming is severe. There's a possibility that if I see Jesus, there's a possibility that if I get to Jesus, that the thing that is ailing me, the thing that is wrong with me can be fixed and eradicated and turned around if I could just get my eyes on Jesus. So I see a tree. It took off to that tree. That tree, I love it, because the Bible didn't just call it a tree. It let us know what type of tree it was. It was a sycamore tree. A sycamore tree between its 50th and 200th year is when it is yielding its most seed. A sycamore tree is a version of a fig tree. The same tree that Jesus cursed earlier, not because it wasn't a tree, but because it wasn't producing what it should have produced at the time that it was. I don't have time to deal with that. But he's, he's on this sycamore tree. A sycamore tree grows two feet every year. If Zacchaeus is about five feet, then it would have taken at least two feet every year. He's five feet, two, four, three, three years to get to the equal height of Zacchaeus. But the equal height wasn't enough. It needed to be taller than the people that were taller than him. So the tree had to be at least 10 feet. 10 feet, 
two feet every year, ten feet would be at least five years. Yeah. We're not talking about the girth that it now has to have in order to hold the weight of Zacchaeus. The branches it has to sprout in order that he can lean on them as he's looking to see Jesus. So it is safe to say that it had to have taken at least between 20 to 25 years for this tree to be in the condition that was strong enough to hold Zacchaeus. Uh, uh, Pastor Jason, why is that math important? You know that I'm short in math. Why is that math important? Well, let me help you. I don't find it coincidental that on this particular road to Jericho, the last road that Jesus had to take on his way to another tree, that that Jesus already knew that I got an appointment with Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus is too short in order to be able to see me. So I gotta put a tool in place that by the time that I get there, the tree will be big enough and strong enough and tall enough to hold on to Zacchaeus. So daddy, as you sit me down through 42 generations, as you have me be birthed through a virgin named Mary, as you are causing me to be born in this thing, don't forget about Zacchaeus. We need a seed for him too. And it's possible that as Jesus came down, God had a sycamore seed to come down. To be planted at the same time that Jesus was planted. Why is this important? Because I need you to know that God already knows and sees your shortcomings. And he has already provided a tool for you to be able to use so that you can see him as he's passing by. The only thing that I'm going to have to stop, I can't finish it today. The only thing that will stop you from seeing the tool that he already put there is if you're looking down instead of looking up. We let our shortcomings cause us to be depressed, cause us to be out of it, cause us to walk around looking down. God, I know you're good, but you know it's rough right now. And God, my body ain't feeling well. And God, I don't have all the money I'd like to have. And God, remember when just 10, 15 years ago things were much better, but it seems like I'm in this spiral. God, you, God, remember when you know, my family was a little bit tighter and it's, and it's just tough right now. God, God, it's, it's tough to be by myself, me, myself, and I. God, it's tough to be in the midst of people, to, but still feel like I'm 
by myself. God, I, I'm short. I don't know how to make this up. God, I'm tired of going month to month and not having enough to be able to take care of the bills and, and being short and not knowing how I'm going to keep a roof over our head and how I'm going to keep food in the refrigerator. God, I, 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 I'm short over here because it seems like that I don't have the emotional bandwidth to be able to be to my family what I need to be. God, I'm short over here because I'm tired in my mind. I, I'm tired with all that i got to keep pressing through. God, I'm short over here because as you always know, God, I, 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 I weep and may endure for a night, yeah, but, but, but the night is hard, God. And, 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 and we walk around looking down and, and rehearsing and talking about what is and talking about what the shortcomings are. And meanwhile, you're missing your opportunity. Meanwhile, Jesus is passing by and you'll never see Jesus for the problem. You'll never see Jesus because he keeps rehearsing and talking about the thing that is wrong. It doesn't mean that, that it's bad to talk about what's wrong, but at least if you're going to talk about what's wrong, look up while you talk about it. Because it's possible that while you're looking up, while you're talking about it, you may see a provision. You may see a tool. You may see something that God put in the landscape of your life that is needed for you to climb up on to get a better view of the Savior that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. 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 I feel like preaching. But I don't want to give y'all too much. But I want you to know, and I'll pick this up next week, we all have shortcomings. Some of us is smart as all get out but don't have the money to go to school. Some of us got the money to go to school, but ain't smart as nothing. <laughs> we all got shortcomings. I know you look at me and say, Pastor Jason, you got shortcomings? Yes. Pastor Jason, how is that possible? <laughs> you look good. Come on in here, y'all. Pastor Jason, how is that possible? You just... Ooh, he was like Billy D when he was younger. Just, how's it possible? Just, you look like everything is fine. You're, you're losing weight. Things is looking good for you. Things is, things is looking up. You got a, you got a trophy wife. Not a hell of a You got, you got four kids that, 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 that love and ground you. Welcome. Just, you, 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 you got a, you got a, you got a van. Transportation. You got a roof over your head. Pastor Jason, when you preach, whoo, heaven moves. When you preach, <laughs> something stirs in my soul. Come on, sir. Just, Pastor Jason, you, the best thing since sliced bread. I, I don't know, where could you be short, Pastor Jason? Well, let me help you peer inside for a moment. I'm probably one of the most insecure people about preaching you'll ever meet. Because preaching is one of the most difficult things to do. In this moment, you see the strength of God. But when this moment is over, I go home and collapse. And sometimes to the point of tears, because I don't know, God, was it good enough? I can cry now if I think about it. God, did I get your word across? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
because you would choose to use a flawed person like me to represent and to speak a flawless word. And God, I don't want to mess it up. Somebody's deliverance could have been hinged upon what had to happen today. And God, did I get in the way with trying to be too cute? I always ask questions about myself because I don't know. Y'all look at me and say, he looks good, but I look in the same mirror and I can tell you all the flaws I see. Are you here? I'm talking about me. I'm talking about my shortcomings. I always wonder, am I a good enough dad? Am I, am I a good enough husband? What else can I learn? What else can I do better? I, 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 I don't know if I'm not preaching. Am I a good enough pastor? God, why is it? It's one week there's a lot of people and the next week I'm being transparent and the next week there isn't. God, is there something more I can do? Is there something that I did? Those are the shortcomings. But while I have the shortcomings, I don't look to the ground. I look to him, and every single time, he'll send a word. Every single time, I'll see a tool to let me know, God, you're still with us. God, even though it may have been tight this time, God, you, you, you had somebody text me a word to say that was a great message, and they don't know that it was the very tool that I needed to step up from the shortcoming. Are you here? God, the money was short this week, but you put it on somebody else's heart who don't even live here to be able to sow a seed to help us keep going another single week. It was something that helped me to step up from my shortcoming. It was a tool that helped me to keep seeing Jesus in the midst of the things that I feel short. So don't think that you're alone. When we're here and we're smiling, it's not us being fake. It is us putting on the face of faith. Are you here? You're sitting by somebody that's hurting. You're sitting by somebody that's going through. You're sitting by somebody that has a short tongue. Are you all here today? Here is what I love about shortcomings. And I'm going to stop. D, not because I'm finished. But just because I got I to gotta stop. Watch this. Hey, hey, come here. Come here. I got to use you real quick. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And then let me use, come here, brother. I told you you were sharp today, man. Y'all check them out, check them out. Wish I had a soundtrack. <laughs> check it out. Here's what I love about the body of Christ. Here's what I love about the kingdom. Here's what I love about church. Here's what I love about other believers. That when you establish relationship and family, you're not afraid to share where you're short. And God will, in the midst of your community, be, oh, stay right here. Because that's where he puts the tool. (laughs) Zacchaeus' tool was in the midst of the community he was using. Yes, sir. (sighs) The tool is always in the community. That's why the devil's desire is to get you to looking down so hard and so long that you walk right away from where the tool is. And the tool is in the community. Thank you, Jesus. Are you here? Why is this important? Because I may be short here, but where I'm short, he's tall. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And where he's short, 
Paul. Yes, sir. Yes, so it don't become a thing just it's him and I. Mm -hmm. But it's him, I, and I. Mm -hmm. yeah. Him, I, and I. Him, I, and him. <laughs> I, him, and yeah. us. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. And when he short tears, you stand up. When he short tears, is tall. Yes, sir. Are you here? And when Terrence is short, Johnny stand up. Yes, sir. Hurry up, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's where he's short is where he's tall. Amen. And it's from us being together. Together. That the shortcomings are addressed. That the shortcomings are no longer issues. It's in the midst of the community because we are the cruel to each other. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'll finish this next week. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We all have shortcomings. Are y'all here? Yes, sir. We all have shortcomings. Don't think at all that 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 your shortcomings is unique. I'm gonna say that again. Don't think that your shortcomings are unique and that you're dealing with something that nobody else does. That you're going through something that nobody else does. It's not true. Because we all have shortcomings. Amen. 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 The reason you're saved today is because a long time ago you realized I'm short. Jesus, I need you to come into my life and into my heart and take it over. Because I got some shortcomings. Are y'all still here? Everywhere in the Bible is God's antidote to our shortcomings. He is our help. He is our strength. He is every single thing that we need. Are you here? When those that are around you fail, and they might, Jesus will never fail. Amen? Next week, I'm going to talk about making sure that you get in the path and that you stay in the path. And I'm going to add some other things to it. I just didn't have time today to finish this because I had to lay the foundation. But you come back next week and hear the conclusion of this. And you're going to see what happens to your life when you get in the path of Jesus. When you have an encounter with Jesus, you're never the same. I'll show it to you next week. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. I wish I had more time today, God, but I feel your pause. So right here, I'm going to pause. I'm going to stop. And thank you for the work that you're doing in our heart now by your spirit. It is your word, God, that breathes life. It is your word that gets in our heart and takes root and begins to grow. It is your word that we eat on. It is your word that we can climb up into. It is your word that addresses our issues. It is your word that soothes the shortcomings. It is your word, God. And we honor you and your word and everything on today. And God, I pray right now for those of us that are here in this sanctuary and those that are watching around the world via social media, that God, if there be somebody right now that senses the shortcoming of eternity on their life, that God, right now, that they would commit their heart and their life to you. And God, I thank you right now that you don't make salvation difficult. 
I thank you that right now you're coming into their heart right where they're seated in their living room or in their car or in study hall or even right here in this sanctuary. I thank you, God, that you are captivating this moment of their life. You are shoring up the shortcomings and you are becoming their savior in this moment. Thank you, Jesus, for the countless lives that are saved and rededicated because of the mystery and the wonder of your word. We give your name the glory and the honor and all the praise for what you have done. And God, I thank you for the miracles that are to come because you're just getting started with us. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, let every glad heart say amen. amen. Now listen, if you are blessed by this word today, put your hands together and let's give God a great praise. Come on, give him a great praise for this word today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.